December 9, 2020. It's a lot from Pedro's show.
branches low down to the ground And his green leaves shrouded up my mind And I left the world somewhere behind And I did not know what I would find show happy wednesday uh, second <laughs> wednesday of december my ma would have been 86 but we lost wow. her 13 14 months ago uh i'm coming up on 63 in less than 11 days but yeah let's not get all into that time watching the grains of sand go down the glass people uh, we started <laughs> to show off john coltrane doing leo and then my guest for this uh, episode spencer cullum this Spencer Cullum's coins co uh, collection with uh, the tree. Welcome aboard, Spencer. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. And you got this new record, right? The coin collection. Mm -hmm. And uh, but uh, I want to go way back, if 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 I could. Can uh, can you give me your earliest musical recollection, please? Oh man. Oh. Remember, hard, it's the Watt for Pedro show, so there's no hard questions and there's no wrong answers. <laughs> I mean, like, I think that's like everyone, not to sound like how everyone else, but I think it was either my mum playing Talking Heads music and me discovering that, uh, what's that, Native Melody. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was like listening to that and being like, oh, my word, this is... This is cool. <laughs> okay. And where was this, Spence? Where was this? It was in Romford, Essex. So. Okay. People, uh, think... listeners out there, that's part of England, like in the south yes. east. Yes. No, yes. southwest. Um, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> kind of east London, yeah. Actually, and then... Essex. No, it's the Essex. east, southeast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I Home think of Billy Bragg. So. Kind of uh, near Kent. Yes, yeah, yeah, just over the water, so. Yeah, sorry to be all fucked up, people. But uh, I played in a town by the water there called Ramsgate. Oh, no, Ramsgate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, there's a great mixer man who lives there now, Adrian Sherwood. Okay, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, uh, my dad was from a place called Canby Island, which is uh, in Essex, where it's, they call it the Thames Delta, and there was like, <laughs> and there was like a, a band called Dr. Feelgood, that like, so sure, like, great guitar yeah. man, Wilco. Oh man, what a bullet. It had <laughs> incre incredible influence on D. Boone's guitar playing of the Minutemen. So so that's kind of the mouth of the Thames River then, the, how you yeah. get from the sea yeah. over to London. Okay, and that's why probably the Romans built London where they did. I heard there was like tin mines and stuff. They could uh, make their glads, yeah. their swords. So yeah. uh, in your pad, your mom's playing records. Was she just yeah. a listener or did she... Uh, also play music. No, I don't. My parents aren't uh, musical. They just love music. My mum's a painter, and uh, she uh, and my dad's a lorry driver or a truck driver. Yeah, right, so, right. Uh, 
Yeah, I learned for, that. I learned that word. for a beer, yeah, brew, brewing company, and uh, and then my dad, mum, and dad are just huge music fans, and I just discovered their vinyl collection of the Stones, Beatles, Talking Heads, and you know, just the. Do you know when you just you get into that, you just want to soak it up. So absolutely, you know, absolutely. So in the house, there's no really musical instruments. No, until I got a guitar, and then you just like. Well, let me ask him, let me ask you about school were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that nah i had a really good music teacher actually it was like kind of like really supported me to play guitar and kind of like uh you know i just played terrible beatles covers and then like I'd, all the other kids who were playing football I'd like try and convince them to not play football and play the drums or, you know, you know, you, you got to play the bass, you know, stuff like that. And just yeah, play try whole. to get a band going. So l l yeah. let, me, let me learn about how you got that first guitar. You know, uh, a friend of a friend of my mum's, it was a terrible, it was something like a Marlin or something like that. And it was really horrible. It, you know, I think you needed like a tetanus shot to play it. The strings were so old. We and call then, that the uh, William Tell version like a bow yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the first song was paint it black that's, that's the first one ah that you yeah, learned the, okay the a minor called yeah so yeah i wouldn't expect you to learn the william tell overture i was talking more about <laughs> the, the lack of action but it did build up strength probably uh, uh, let's get back to listening what was the first record you bought with your own money sandra pepper i think beatles yeah. standard okay okay yeah yeah. Uh, and what was the first gig you went and saw? Oh, uh, that's a good one. I saw, <laughs> my dad took me to see the Beach Boys. Okay. And it was, I, I don't think it was very good, actually, because I don't think Brian Wilson was in the band. And that, oh, the song, Mike Love version, Mike terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. Okay, we'll get past that. So uh, this, this teacher at the stone, so you know, so <laughs> okay. But this teacher, <laughs> had, this teacher you had at school was really instrumental in getting you on your instrument. Yeah. And what's yeah. it? Well, we should give credit. What's the name? His name was Mike Applewhite. Okay, thank and, you, Mister Applewhite. Yeah, and he got and he got me lessons from the guitar teacher, uh, who was an English teacher, who was a guitar teacher, who was a guitar player. He was like, hey, this guy can called Lyndon. Who was Lyndon Bourne, Mr. Bourne, who was who I had lessons with afterwards, and uh, and, he, and he'd teach me like he was really into like old Delta blues music, Mississippi John Hurt, you know he loved sure. Robert Johnson and like get into sort of I'd be like oh wow this is badass and then you know and then you learn the pentatonic scale and you know all that sort of stuff. So <laughs> well, what about the thing where after school, like you kind of alluded to this, trying to get you. Uh, soccer friends, uh, the basement band, the b bedroom band, the garage yeah. band. Did you get one of those going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. And I was like 15 years old. And because my, my dad was a lorry driver, truck, uh, truck driver, he knew all the pubs around London. So, like, he was like, said to all the landlords when I had this sh shitty band, like, you need to, can you get my son a, a gig? You know, like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he was so, he, not the way you guys use solicitor, but he was soliciting your. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was the management. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Now, 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 did this band have a name? 
Yeah, they were called Brown Cow, the horrible band. Brown Cow. Now, what was yeah, the yeah. first Brown Well, first, let me ask you, did Brown Cow copy songs off records or did you write your own material? No, no, no. We weren't that good. Yeah, we done songs off records. Okay. Uh, I started we, out the same way. You tried, because 70s, the best guy was the guy who could play Black Dog the best, you know. It's just, oh, nice. <laughs> and not until the movement came that people started writing their own songs of people that I met. Yeah, so yeah, I'm always go, asking yeah. this question because, believe it or not, a lot of people start writing songs right away nowadays. Oh, yeah, it's off the bat, ain't it? I mean, I was, I had no relationship or, like, you know, connection to the song Promised Land by Chuck Berry, but I was playing it in the, this band from, <laughs> <of> like, 14 <laughs> years old. So like... Tell me about the first Brown Cow gig. It was in uh, the Army, Army and Navy pub in Chelmsford, uh, in Essex, and it was just a, a horrible little boo. Oh, I think it's not. It's not there no more. It's a little boozer, you know. I think it was like you know, a, 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 a like six p.m. gig. It was great. You know, I was terrified. Terrified. Yeah, I was going to ask. Were you scared? Yeah. Were you scared? Yeah, you do that, and you just like you get your first, you get your first taste of that, and it's the best fucking feeling ever. Oh, so people like the gig? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've had many gigs, especially in the older days, of people throwing shit and throwing you off the stage, and so you never had uh, experiences like that. No, that was okay. Late. That's that's okay. Eighteen, yeah. <laughs> you don't really need to have them. I never asked for them, but they came. <laughs> I, I will say, I'd rather take a cup of piss in the face and hit with a battery, because okay. they hurt. <laughs> so, 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 how long does does Brown Cow ever record? No, thank God. Okay. Um, yeah. What was that after? Was what what was post Brown Cow? What's that? Post Brown Cow. What came after? Oh, so then that was then I went to started going to college and uh, started taking uh, you know started finding out pot and I started listening to more traffic and you know and like uh, you know sort of Pink Floyd and Sid Barrett Pink Floyd and then I was in a band when I was like 16, 17 called Pickle Puss and I think the name was named after an old film I can't remember where they would say 999 Pickle Puss it's an old black and white film I think maybe Patrick McGowan was in it ah The Prisoner yeah now are you guys still uh, uh, not you guys but you yourself are you still in a situation where people are playing covers and no original well, a lot of it was, I think, because we were into like, uh, like Pink Floyd. There was that like sort of like Interstellar Overdrive wanting to like make songs like that, sort of thing. And but nowhere near as cool. Oh, but so, you're kind of you're influenced, but you're you're trying to do your own thing. Yeah, yeah, that was the sort of vibe, and then like they'd be like, which is know. interesting because Cambridge is where they're from, right? But they ended up yeah. a, they ended up yeah. a London band though. But yeah, but that's that's not too far from where you're at. Uh, look, really, uh, no. I, look, you're going to have to help me here because there's a little French, but Tombre in Marseille? Uh, Marseille, yeah. Marseille. So okay, I want to yeah. play that right now, okay?
Watch for Pedro's show. Tombre and Rousseau from Spencer yeah. Cullum's coin collection. Then we had the Hellbians out of Brighton. That ain't too far. Uh, Arctic Circle, Nice They Say. It's a solo demo. So I'm going to get to that part later with you. Some Great. guys don't. Some guys don't make demos. They go straight to the fucking thing. It's a trip. Van B. Jones and Bob Fay. After that, were surveillance. Blank Generation. This is Richard Hell's first single, 1976. This version. I remember there was an ad in Cream Magazine. It had his phone number. It said Call Hell. So I called. When he answered the phone, I got scared and hung up. So that, I didn't. <laughs> but tw like I don't know how many years later, I did get to meet him and be. He's my first punk rock hero and friends. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, marvelous. And then Dose after that, number five, upcoming Ustamente Trace album, Kill Rockstars, is going to release on vinyl for the first time. 38 Angry Tigers, Grab Bags Upon the Sandbar, Gridlock from Bomas Prendon, and finally, My Protector, Spencer Cullum's Coin Collection. So, Pickle Puss, <laughs> how long did this band record? I don't think so. Maybe. We might have live shows. We might have live, uh, you know, DAT tapes. But... Uh, okay, okay. So, uh, and then, yeah, that was like kind of in college thing. When I got out of college, I started kind of messing around with the pedal steel guitar. I was going to ask about this, about the slide, you know, because yeah. that's what you're known for now. How did that happen? I was like, learned, I heard a Rolling Stones song called Torn and Frame. Sure. Uh, and... Uh, I was like, oh my god, I love, love the sound of the steel, that steel guitar, and I kind of was looking up old records of like English, but anything that had pedal steel on it, that English music, like Elton John early records, like Tumbleweed Connection, and then like Humble Pie records. Ah, Steve Marriott, great. Yes, yeah, and there was like, and I was like really into like British pop music with pedal steel, and then I, I would notice there was a guy called B.J. Cole who was the steel player on all these records. And then I kind of hunted him down and was like, hey, can you teach me the pedal steel guitar? And uh, I kind of like, yeah, just ended up becoming friends with him and he, and he taught me how to play it. So, so. Now we should tell the listeners out there, it's much different than a lap steel. Lap steel is basically a guitar on your lap. And yeah. maybe the action's a little higher, but you ain't got all these like 10 strings and all these pedals. That, in different combinations <laughs> that can yank on them and you know make them sharp yeah. and vibrato and it's its own world right yeah i lost my social life to it definitely so that was there, like, there yeah. are so many uh combinations of things yes yeah it's a uh, yeah it's, it's it's such a mechanical instrument it's, i've never it, come across any other instrument the sound or like it it's so uh you're moving chords with the mechanics underneath with knee levers and pedals so you know the big guy here because we had a big thing what was it called country rock like eagles and that stuff flying burrito brothers oh yeah that's sneaky pete he oh, sneaky. He's, he's the one okay he's the one he, was he was at yeah. a studio uh cherokee up in west hollywood fairfax district i where i did my ball hugger tugboat Oh, I love that record. Got to yeah. meet him. Yeah, the, the, bro yeah. the brothers that ran that place, one of them lived on a boat in Pedro. But, yeah, this guy was amazing. I mean, there's something about that 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 instrument can be a whole choir for you, a whole and string again, section, right? Uh, yeah, well, and it's, the thing is, it, it kind of, 
is was a little like trapped in that like just country music and like sneaky pete just took it out there yeah this one, right right so and i mean like, it's quite funny there's no, no, not as many today, but like, I'm sure back then, like so many like traditional steel players were like probably so disgusted by what he was doing, <laughs> just adding fuzz on the pedal steel guitar, which is so like tame now. And it's like, but back then, I'm, that was like, oh, you can't do that to pedal steel guitar, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was. Yeah, yeah. But but, yeah. but but anyway, you know, yeah, rules get broken. Ha ha. Exactly. Yeah. I want to know, Spence, <laughs> about your first gig that you did in front of people on a pedal steel. Oh man, it was with a band. Never, oh, still in the pubs, doing the pubs. There was a band, and I formed with my brother, who was like, and a, a few mates, pub mates of mine and whatnot from college, and the, the they started a band, and I, we all wanted to be kind of, uh, it was like country music, but like there's a there's a band called Heads, Hands and Feet which were like an old like pub country band back in the 70s they had it was like albert lee's first band oh albert lee i know of him yeah and they, it was kind of like pub rock country sort of stuff and i know and like we were listening to a lot of humble pie as well and you know and a lot of country stuff you know like uh you know mel haggard and all that and then and then i kind of started playing pedal steel with them and they were called Ragmop. And they were like, uh, we'd just do like all, all pubs around London and whatnot. We were supporting bands like Alabama Free, who were like a big band. They done Walk Up This Morning. That's, you know, the, the Sopranos. Sure, sure, something. sure. And they were so, like Electro Country. And so like, uh, what, yeah. I was asking you about the first gig. Now, you had to go buy one of these things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought one in Ireland that was like... Uh, it was a really shitty show bud and i it was because i'm really tall tall i'm like six foot five i had to like put books underneath it to kind of uh, to raise the <laughs> pedal steel <bud. laughs> right right but i think my first our first gig on pedal steel guitar might have been somewhere in east london i think you know might have been like the barfly or something like that in east london like a small sort of club sort of place I'm sure I was incredibly out of tune. Yeah, did you have a lot of practice? Or nah, did... I think I went in, like, just got thrown into it. Okay, I okay. Think, you know, they're one of these interesting, if you haven't, like, you know, I, I practiced a lot, but it was, you know, you got to be really honed into it for it to sound really in tune. And I'm sure I was just, like, dove into, like, the deep end and it was just, I thought it sounded good. You know, when you, like, you saw it tune, you kind of turn the reverb up more. <laughs> <laughs> and people, uh, you got to understand, with a guitar, you got frets. You know, that's yeah, why yeah, Leo Fender frets. called his bass the precision bass, because they had fucking frets, because the basses were giant violins. They had no frets. And the same yeah. thing, problem with the pedal steel here. There's no place to stop your fingers, so it can be just cut hair off and you're going to hear that thing be sour ass make your fucking yang pucker <laughs> well the only <laughs> the only <laughs> thing we do have that is handy is a volume pedal so you can cut that if it is <laughs> right so just, right you know, right right you know, I, I never want to be a bass player because as soon as you you know when a bass when bass you and you you can you know you can comment on this uh, you, you're going to know more experience it's kind of like when a when a Clanger hits on the bass, you're really, you ain't got volume pedals. <laughs> no, no. It, it happened to me with Jay Maskus in the fog. First note of the oh, first no. song at a big festival. And I'm fucking a half step out, man. And that was, 
Yeah, the horror, the horror. And they go, they're going, I didn't know you liked jazz. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dissonant, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, was that, was that bad? But anyway, you had to start like that. And, and, and yeah, you probably weren't aware that that was such a fucking issue. So you probably uh, focused in on that and got that more together. How, how long yeah. did you play with Ragma? Uh, a few years. About three or four years. No, yeah, yeah, three years, some of that. And then I, I, there was a band from Detroit who were touring around England called the Deadstring Brothers, and they were like a country band. And I, I joined them. I met them in a pub. Uh, what was it? Borderline, I think, in London. And then they were playing there, and I got talking to them. They were like, "Hey, do you want to come on tour with us in America?" Wow. And I was like, yeah, sure, you know, and I was like, and, you know, I'd love to, fuck yeah, I'd love to tour America. But it was like, it was great. It was like sofa surfing, but it was brilliant. So, you know, so people, that kind of made me. People are, uh, yeah, people are thinking Detroit country music, but one of the Eagles guy, Glenn Frey, I think was a Detroit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I yeah. get, and that was like kind of. You know what Sly Stone said? He said, it's not where you're from. It's where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty clever. Hey, first yeah. hour. December 9, 2020, Dish Watt, Pedro Show. Special guest, Spencer Cullum, hold tight for hour two. December 9, 2020, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
such as I Just 
Watch for Pedro show. We started off the second hour <laughs> with a song that's going to come to me. <laughs> Jack of Fools for Spencer Cullum's coin collection. <laughs> I actually uh, played again the song we just fucking heard. So Spencer's going to save my ass and rescue the whole show by doing that. Uh, after that, we had Sam Bennett out in Tokyo with Just Let the Wind Blow, Mar uh, Mary St. Mary of Tropical Fish, Double Dutch Picnic, Street Howl, and Dietrich Buxtehuda. Buxtehuda. Buxtehuda, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Spencer Cullum's Quine Collection, which I think is the greatest fucking name for a band. Because, <laughs> no, when you think about collecting coins, like uh, collecting stamps, like collecting songs. And yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's it's yours. It's your thing. Yeah. It's your thing. <laughs> I, I love this. I, I, I mean, it beats the hell out of wedding tool or turd purse. <laughs> so now let's get back to this. So you're on you're on tour in the United States now with the country band from Detroit. Yeah. Now, yeah. did you, now, because you're talking about a lot of your gigs being these pub things in London. Big move from yeah. Essex, but ain't that far. Maybe 70, 80 miles. But did you do any England tours before? Yeah, the band who I met in Detroit, from Detroit, toured England and went all over as well and done like some... Yeah, they just done UK and Ireland. And so I went on tour with them first before... Oh, okay, to, okay, okay. So, but that was your first time doing, uh, uh, yeah... The, the rest doing of the like country. playing pedal yeah. steel and touring and okay yeah in the yeah. u.s you, you probably the drives were a little longer oh man yeah especially out my way especially out my way yeah <laughs> fucking I rocky mountains i mean it's really yeah. pretty but there's a lot of hours involved yeah and the lead singer was really into like the stage has got to look amazing and we need to have a hammond and a leslie and a giant coffin cap base he like wanted the look oh, and, but, like, but like we we it was like it felt like we had the setup of like stones in like the 70s but like without the money or the techs or you know, it's, it's like halloween or, right dressing up yeah yeah exactly so <laughs> no, what they call in england a fancy dress party right Yes, there you go. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, but but still, what an opportunity! And just meeting some cats and being a master of an instrument that a lot of, like you said, they were older gentlemen and not a lot of people doing it. So in a way, I mean, it was a right. we were off air talking about these people, but it was kind of a, a collection of uh, circumstance and coincidence. Now, yeah, lucky meeting these guys, but Spence had the fucking skills of uh, learning the pedal, so it's kind of weird combination. So yeah. lucky things happen to you, but then you got to be ready to, you know, make use of it when it does happen. So you can't yeah. base everything on luck. Yeah, okay. you do. I think that's the yeah. lesson to be learned there. And, and 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 did you stay with them more than a big tour? Yeah, I was with them for a couple of records actually, and then I started like recording with them. And I've never like really done much recording with pedal steel. It's great, like I was like recording in Detroit. And doing like, you know, like learning about like, you know, how to record the pedal steel and like, you know, with all these like old tape machines and like reel to reels and, you know, and like learning like vintage recording gear and whatnot. So it was, it was fantastic. I definitely like. What what what, what what amp was you using? I was like at an old 60s Fender, like Fender Deluxe or something like that. It was, it was black, brilliant. Black face or silver? Black face one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was great. Yeah. Yeah. Bitch. But yeah, here I want to play. Hopefully, <laughs> high on Rocky Lidge. 
ledge. And um, I guess it was a, a Moon Dog song. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Incredible composer out of New York City. Oh god.
how far it goes See how all the time does fly When you're staring out a window From Pedro's show. Yeah, high on, on Rocky Ledge, uh, a Moondog song reinterpreted by Spencer Cohen and Aaron Ray. Mm -hmm. Collaborator? 
And then we had Joy Cut with 1D, Gold Mines, Not the Lion, Ichio with the Macaba, Quiet Pig, there's an Italian band, Prado, uh, Besiktas, I think it's a Turkish word. And then finally, I think this is one of your uh, side projects called Caitlin Rose. Pink this Jack is a girl, who I, uh, yeah, who I taught, who I kind of met in Nashville, and that's why I moved to Nashville, really. So. Yeah, well, go on. Yeah, I kind of was taught, the band started splitting up from Detroit, and then I kind of suddenly realized that, I, you know, there's more pedals still work in Nashville, and then I went there and hung out there for a bit, moved back to England, living in a place called Whitechapel, she come over to England and I toured with her all around Europe. She was massive in, in Europe. Yeah, you know, you know, like she do like big, these beautiful theaters. And it's weird, like she, I kind of toured with her for years and done records with her. And, and then, yeah, I kind of, she was like, you should, you should come to move to Nashville. There's more pedal still work there. So it's more country music. So, yeah. and, and what was the difference about playing with those? Uh, the guys from Detroit, and play with Caitlin. Her music, I guess her, I think she was better. <laughs> you know, I, and uh, the bands from Detroit were like, it was, it was, it was fun and it was great and everything. But they were like, Rolling Stones want to be. Her music was like, Caitlin's music remind. I don't know. She sounds her voice is like Linda Ronstadt, but like her own sort of thing mixed with this folk sort of uh you know such and such great musicians on her records she had like there was this like little scene in east nashville and she's getting all these like wonderful musicians playing on her record and i kind of love fitting into that sort of world it was like such like yeah it was so so fun <laughs> so, and uh maybe uh you know speaking of fitting in and since it's a singer oriented band this lady there's yeah. maybe more space for your steel base, yeah, yeah, because not so and much it, rock and roll, right? So there's more. Yeah, yeah. It's quiet and like we was doing like three pieces towards where it was like the guitarist, her, and a piece in the pedal steel, and it was that was like so much fun to just like move around that, you know. It was like very stripped down sort of. So we went out with a band called uh, Cool, and they were like part of it was like Lamb Chop and a girl called Courtney Tidwell. I know the bass man in Lamb Chop, Matt. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Nashville guys. Matt was in a band called Clockhammer. Oh, okay. Years okay. and years ago, but I, I, God, it's a small world shit. But so, you guys, you guys <laughs> were torn, Spence. You guys were torn with no drummer. Yeah, no drummer. It's kind of nice, actually. No offense to drummers, but like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was great. It was, you know, it was, and I was recording with her. It was really fun. Like, so was time people. was time more languid? Was more loose? It wasn't such a yeah, well, you know, I guess on the records we, we would should have full drums and. Oh yeah, 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 I understand that. But you know, live it was yeah, it was it was fantastic. It was and it was really you know, especially doing like European shows where you could hear a pin drop. They're so right. quiet and like you know. So a big respect for the uh, performer. Yeah, like hanging on every word, and I love like going to tour in Germany, and they're like, I that was a wonderful show, you know, but I. Wouldn't have done that cold, you know. <laughs> I love that. 
Now, uh, now you place it down. You got to place it down. Right? Does anybody yes, yes, do yes, steel yes. standing up? No, I don't no. think so. Okay. No. Yeah, no, that's just like, yeah, I wouldn't be able to keep so, in tune if I was so do wondering. You, do you bring your own chair around? Yeah, I've got, I got the, I have this thing called a packer seat, and it's this chair that folds out, and you keep all your pedals and cables in it. It's great. Ah, so it's like a dual purpose. Yeah. And, and carry stuff in Yeah, she'll Marvel. park your ass on it. I have to carry around, so, you know. Like, <laughs> no, we, we know about the schlep, right? Yeah, exactly. Fucking me with the bass, but man, bass has made big advances with these Class D, yeah, fifteen hundred oh, yeah. watt amp that weighs six pounds. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. You pick up with your little finger. You know? I got two speakers from Brighton. Uh, that's a company called Bearface. Twelve hundred watt speaker box, two twelve, forty pounds. Right. Forty pounds it weighs. <laughs> that beats like an MPEG coffee cap. Yeah, well, we we call them fridge. Fridge, that's pretty good. Yeah, 145 pounds without the case. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> and the head is 85. And then it's $50 a tube. There's six power ones, $300 every time you read tube. Yeah, so vintage. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just curious about little practical things like that. Uh, uh, you know, because you know, like having to hit up every venue for a chair. Can I have a stool? Can I have a. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. But this is smart that you, it's actually a, both a case and a seat. Yeah, because I was always like boring. Like, I was going to like venues and having like a drum store or a stall or anything like that. And it was always never the right height because I'm so tall. Right, right, right. You were talking about putting books under that first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what steel do you rock now? I have a couple. I have a, a, a GFI, and then which is like a double neck one. And then I have a, something called Show Pro, which is like a show bud. Right. That's a single neck one. So, and then, you know, You're it's still heavy. You know? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Look, we're at the end yeah. of the second hour, December 9, 2020, Dish Watt, Peter Show, special guest, Spencer Cullum. Hold tight for hour three. December 9, 2020, it's the third hour of the Watt for Peter Show.
mind the gap between the train and the platform. This is Hounslow Central. This is a Piccadilly line service to... start off the third hour with the informant right there you got spence informant on the record industry which uh yeah my heart bleeds pink lemonade for them steelism steelism yeah that's a prodigy of yours yes that's with the uh the caitlin roses guitarist that we started when we was touring with caitlin and uh 
we was really bored in like sound checks and like we're listening to a lot of instrumental music like Booker T and the Ventures. And then we just started making instrumental music, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, why waste? I remember one time I had a real young drummer with me on tour. We got a couple hours to kill, and I looked at him, you know. You ain't got a couple <laughs> hours to kill, buddy. <laughs> so, so why not? Okay, uh, Tragic Comedy after that, jam number one, Hellbat, Class A, Misdemeanor, Fell Runner, Better Isn't Always Better, Ear Diorama Ear with Waiting Room, and finally The Tube from Steelism. Now, I thought Steelism might have related to your instrument. Yeah, it does. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so so, you guys developed some tunes and, and you went into the studio and made records? Yeah. Okay. We, put a, we put a little EP out and then we've done a little seven-inch vinyl thing. And then uh, of like, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, like Booker T and the MGs, but with pedal steel or, you know, or, you know, just... And we listen to tons of Ennio Morricone as well and like trying to sort of add that into it. Trying to make like a pedal steel record that wasn't, you know, totally like country drenched sort of thing that could like, project it into other areas, you know. Yeah, like I didn't, say, I didn't say genres then. No, you didn't. <laughs> but this, uh, <laughs> Mr. Morricone, you know, this thing about the surf guitar being redefined, he's a trumpet man. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so you can hear that. You know, that's why I was well, saying music is music. Why shouldn't things, like, in, inform on each other? You're right, yeah. The informant. You're right. Well, that's yeah. the informant spe in me speaking. Here, I, <laughs> I, I, I want to play uh, uh, Georgia Dust from Sunseekers. Oh, nice.
The weather is clear. She looks in the mirror and feels alienated. I was biting her ear. I said, "Have no fear. Reflections are overrated." There's a bug on my book, man. I can't even look. It's looking so gross and wicked. She says, "Man up, my friend. I could save you again, but I'd rather see you kick it." Now she ran away. There's not much to say. I have no reason to blame. She had a way. I guess she was okay. She just ushered me back into my grave. Now I need to stay home, and I can't be alone. It makes her feel like old people's nurses. She gets really worked up when I drink up her cup. Man, she swears at my face and she curses. Now I couldn't do much. See, I walk with a crutch. I was crushed by the littlest weight. She was out and about. I fell back in her doubts, and she ushered me back into my grave. Now she ran away. There's not much to say. I have all the time on my hands. And she had a way. I guess she was okay, but I'll never understand. Music for this edition, Georgia Dust from Sunseeker. Now, what what kind of projects this you're involved with? This these are uh, a band on Third Man Records, and there I do love Nashville, where it's not uh, it's nice to especially now. There's like not exactly just country music coming from there. This band, they're like young kids that are like well, you know, twenty twenty two, something like that. That are like when I met them, and I'm a bit older than them, and I got to play still on their record. And it was—they're such a cool band. They sound like 
they kind of got that bird sort of thing, but you know, but newer meets sort of like you know real estate meets. Yeah, they're really cool, you know. And uh, yeah, I, I kind of I, it's 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 one of the those sort of like session overdub session things that I've done. I was like, I love this. This is this is my cup, my, my kind of cup of tea. <laughs> so it led one thing led to another. Botanist with Gazin. Okay, then we had yeah. Mike Cooper with the, the miniature two. Uh, Great song. Number one from uh, Tatsuhisa Yamamoto. And finally, she ushered me back to my grave from Herman Doom. What's that about? He lives in San Pedro. Yeah, yeah, I know. But uh, where where was the connect? He was sort of kind of like the, uh, he was doing like a lot of, back in a few years ago, like part of the anti-folk movement. Sure. Thing in New York with like Jeffrey Lewis and all that. And then a uh, French guy. And then uh, I, uh, it was really cool. I've known him. He's, he kind of like came out to a lot of Caitlin Rose shows and he's, uh, yeah. And I guess he just, he moved to San Pedro, opened up a little like, you know, cool like studio around there and then uh, called Santa Cruz Studios and then does his own music there. And yeah, I've done like a, you know, it is great with the new technology, sending files back and forth, you know, and whatnot. So, been really... doing a lot of that the last seven, eight months. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Now, we should talk about the coin collection because that's the record that came out. What, did you record that in Nashville? I did, yeah, a couple of years ago, actually, yeah. So, kind of, it's, it's taken me a while to sort of, a place called Pat Battle Tapes recording. So it's all like an old vintage analog studio sort of thing and what you did was like a tune by tune like you said it was over a long time yeah 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 i got like a band in for, for like the, the chunk of the days like and then afterwards i'd go back to mine and sort of like work on bits and bobs and whatnot bits and bobs <laughs> bits and bobs. Uh, i've heard that before <laughs> <laughs> that should have been a song actually she, you know the mess uh over here the spanish you write um people from mexico and stuff they say chinkaderas right little fucking things okay. yeah little fucking things <laughs> chinkadera. i love i love chinkadera little fucking chingas right in spain they would they don't say that but in mexico so ch- it's chinga you know the way we are saying fucking all the time and so their right, thing okay. for little things is little fucking things <laughs> chinkaderas yeah just like bits and bobs <laughs> same thing same thing so where can people find you on the internet spence so it's uh you can type on Spencer Cullum's coincollection.com and you can buy the vinyl and then YK Records has put it out and you can you, know, you can find it there. Now so, people there's uh, no don't try to put in a uh, per, uh apostrophe there. No, no apostrophe. C U L L U M S coincollection. Yeah, right. So S-P-A-E-N-C-E-R-C-U-L-L-U-M-S-C-O-I-N-C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-O-N dot com. I know. I've made it very complicated for myself, ain't I? I'm kind of like a, yeah. That's all right, man. <laughs> it's very unique. You ain't going to see that uh, duplicated. No. A lot of uh, fucking things. So, and uh, have you been composing during this yeah. uh, situation? Really. No. <laughs> Here and there, sort of like, you know, I've kind of 
this was all new to me. I've never really been like a singer or, you know, or tried to write my own lyrics or anything like that. So. I've oh, like... yeah. I should ask you about that. There's this thing called sidemanitis and people feel yeah. very frustrated, right? They never get to. It's like being a, a terrier where people are always picking you up because you ain't big enough to bite the motherfuckers. <laughs> It's exactly like so, that. Yeah, yeah, like you, and then finally you get to do your record, right? Your thing. Yeah, and that's why yeah. I think. I, but here's here's the other side of that, in my, my opinion, Spence. Where you're always the boss, then you miss out. Yeah, yeah you always get your way, so you miss <laughs> out. You you don't learn everything either. I think it's good to switch up the roles. Yes, you're right. You know, I do. I do like playing, like being on the side. Oh, what's my friend called it? He says, you look like you're studying for a test when you're playing pedal steel in the background, you know? It's kind of like, I do like that. I do like doing being a side man. This is, and I don't really, I'm not really a front man. I don't really like that. That's why the whole coin collection is like a group of people and songs. And where I'm, I'm kind of in, even though it's my name, I, I don't want to be in the front of it, you know? I'm no, too... but you want to be the shot caller sometimes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I do. I guess it's just, my weird English way of hanging on in quiet desperation, you know. <laughs> that sounds like a lyric. <laughs> Pink Floyd. So. Oh, look, for, for not just your fellow cats from there or even Nashville cats, but for everybody, do you have some advice what music, your journey in music has taught you that you could share with everyone? That's good. Um, you know... <laughs> you know, I always like learn, like, well, I don't know, just, I, I honestly feel like everyone needs to be okay with sleeping on soap and just being in a dirty fucking gross van for <laughs> five years and accept that. And I think that's, I think, you know, I, I can't, I don't, I can't trust musicians that have gone from one step to the giant leap you know like, oh yeah 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 i understand because they, they, they they're, they're not going to be able to appreciate i don't think so yeah you know it's like i really think you know just a gross tour van you know sure <laughs> so, sure so just just try and get in a gross tour van as quickly as you can so. <laughs> even a clean one i mean we call it you know because if you call it more a tour more than a month i've done uh, 67 of them and we say clean boat is a happy boat. We call it the boat. <laughs> but it it's is great. the center of the touring universe. And I think when you're that close to it, you do appreciate things. There's no yeah. there's no layer of abstraction. Yeah, you know, yeah. You just, you know, yeah, you just, it stops you from being an arsehole as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Spanish man, is beautiful having you on. When you get your next coin collection going, will you come back on the show and we can talk about it? Hell yes, I will. We'll play the whole fucking thing this time. It'll be called Bits and Bobs. You know? Bits and Okay, just Bits and Bobs. <laughs> <laughs> People, it's been the December 9, 2020 edition. Why Peter Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>